Rick Del Santo. We are back this week. Joining me is the DVD Freak and Dan the Beast. We are returning. I'm excited. We got a lot to cover tonight. Uh, we haven't did a sh- done the show since uh, early last week. So, all right, Porter. Um, <laughs> making <bad> signs. <laughs> we got a lot to we got a lot to cover. There's two pay per views coming up this weekend. Um, United Wrestling Network has announced that they are having a, a world title tournament, finally, after all these years. And EC3 debuts in Ring of Honor and whatever the fuck else uh, comes up. So, gentlemen, where would you all like to start? Oh, boy. Should we just get the hell in a cell out of the way? Yeah, look. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I was doing a little research. Now, I have not watched Monday Night Raw as of yet. I did listen to Busted Open this morning, and it did not sound like it. It sounded like it was a fucking doozy, basically. It just, uh, Dave LaGreca was quite sarcastic in saying it was one of the best episodes he had ever seen. And I was like, I sat there. Is this guy really serious? And come to find out, he was just joking. For about the good first five minutes or so. Uh, But not many matches have actually been announced as of yet. I mean, this could be... uh, Oh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. I want to know. You are... Let's see. Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Five days away. Only four matches are announced. There you go. And it's fucking... I'll tell you what. I'm going to go on a little rant here. Already? Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. I the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view has pissed me off for 11 years now. It should not be a fucking pay-per-view. It, it's an attraction match. It is yeah. what should end a rivalry. You should not have three Hell in a Cell matches in one night. Let well, alone, you shouldn't have its own pay-per-view. I remember when Hell in a Cell was special. You had no clue when the next one was going to be. But now, every year... Oh, October's coming up. Let's just throw a couple people in the cell and say, fuck it. Well, there are four matches announced. Like I said, three of which are Hell in a Cell matches. The SmackDown Women's Championship, Bayley and Sasha Banks, which I am not looking forward to that at all. Um, Hell in a Cell for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and that one would probably be all right. Pretty good, I guess. I do like Drew McIntyre a lot. Not the world's biggest Randy Orton fan, but a lot of people are talking like he's one of the best out there. Uh, Personal opinion, I was a huge fan of his father's, but, you know, it's 30 years later or whatever. So, you know, Um, that one could be pretty decent. I'm just not a huge fan of his. But And then the uh, Universal, is that right? Yeah, Universal title. The Hell in a Cell I Quit match is Roman Reigns and... Uh, Jay Uso, and according to the world, it's uh, the last match that they had against each other. They tore the roof off. Did they? I didn't I see know. it. That's but, uh, mean. Uh, um, I actually do commend an I Quit match inside of Hell in a Cell. That's actually really cool. I, I do like that. Mm-hmm. I will give him credit. And on top of that, Jeff Hardy was taking on Elias. Elias returned this past Monday on Raw, and um, when he left... I think it was due to injury. He was a baby face and he comes back as a heel. So he was only a baby face for like a few weeks when he went out injury injured. Well, he, he doesn't work as a baby face. Yeah. Well, I know that, you know, 
Um, are, they, are they still going off of the whole thing where Jeff Hardy, like, ran him over or something? Or what happened with that drunk? He was drunk or something, and then Sheamus got involved. What was that whole thing? I don't even remember. Yeah, I think that's around the time period I decided to just give up on SmackDown because I never followed through with that. Well, I gave up on SmackDown a decade ago. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. People, please stop asking me if I watch Raw and SmackDown. I haven't watched it regularly since 2009. That's 11 years ago. I wouldn't say that I... Uh... Stopped watching it that regularly that uh, long ago, but I will go in phases. <clears throat> probably once a year, I'll watch it for a few weeks and then totally give up. I actually finally, about a month or so, took it all all previously recorded episodes off my DVR and just click stop recording because I just I couldn't even sit there watch and fast because i couldn't even you know next thing you know i fast forwarded through the whole episode and then i didn't even see anything that was worthwhile there's a handful of guys on the roster that i will enjoy watching <coughs> excuse me watching aj styles is always one of them he's always been one of the best out there and one of the you know a guy that i've always appreciated since his earliest days in say nwa Wildside and uh wcw as like a younger talent um daniel bryan same thing Watching him grow, grow in um, Ring of Honor and such, and then there's guys like Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, and you know there's just not there's a lot of guys that come into WWE and they'll change your personality, and then it's just you know it's it kind of ruins that attraction that you had with guys like Daniel Bryan or like AJ Styles. They're constantly putting on good matches, even though their styles have maybe slightly change for the mainstream purposes they're still putting on uh best matches on the show they're like slightly altered as to what they were but yeah i i saw brian came back i did watch uh that segment just because i'm a huge brian danielson fan and it was pretty much nothing so yeah yeah there you go it was just a return it was not yeah yeah and that clip was probably uploaded to youtube the next day so maybe that's where i watched it yeah so yeah there's like a handful of guys i i haven't even actually tuned into nxt um quite a few probably two or three months um i have kept up a little bit here and there on aew not that that's wwe show but out of the mainstream wrestling shows i have kept up on that um that just seems to be more entertaining and more involved uh, and more uh, geared towards fans' interest. You know, and WWE is just not doing it. NXT is just, um, ever like you said, ever since they've gone to USA, they have changed. You know, it's not as, uh, and they've sure. gone to two hours, and they've gone to two hours. It's not as uh, interesting as it was. It's uh, a little bit more dramatic than the... Uh, it, it's... um. You know, it's what I like to call Vincified. Ever <laughs> since it went to USA Network, it became Vincified. Where, you know, I actually really enjoyed NXT for a few years. I mm-hmm. went to one ringside. It was one of the best shows I've ever been to. But now that it's on USA, I just couldn't give two shits. The fact that they put a football player on, I don't know if it was the main event. For their takeover, yeah, football player, or was he just a personality? Like, uh, Pat McAfee, who I don't, I hate football with a passion, but I I know, yeah, same here, 
But like, I thought, he was, I thought he was like a talk show host or some bullshit. I don't know. I'm not a fucking football fan or a sports. Uh, not that wrestling is not a sport, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I'm just not a, a fan of that stuff. But when it comes to AEW, <laughs> I, I keep track. Um, I keep track on it. It's just I yeah. work. I work every single Wednesday night. That's the one day a week I work the same shift every week. So I can never watch it, but I still follow it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have the Full Gear pay-per-view. Are there any, like, matches announced for that? Because that's not um, too far away. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I gotta, I can take I think a quick it's look. early November, I think it's the Full Gear pay-per-view, Something which I'm sure we'll cover that one. Yeah, we'll definitely be covering it. That'll be, yeah, it uh, looks like something's here. Let's take a look. So far, there's two matches announced. Um... Cody will, will take on Darby Allen for the okay. uh, defending the AEW TNT title, That's and cool. F, FTR will def. Oh no, there's just gonna defend it. Says to be decided, and then shouldn't, this. Uh, go ahead. Shouldn't the TNT title only be defended on TNT? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what? Like, like, what the fuck? It's a t- it's a TV title, isn't it? So like, yeah. I mean, the WCW TV title. Once they started defending it on like pay per views, it kind of, in my personal opinion, it lost its luster because that was the one title that was defended on regular television, whether it be syndicated or on, uh, say, World Championship Wrestling or WCW Saturday Night, whatever, what have you. It's. I don't think that that that's a belt that should be defended on pay per view. That's exclusive to uh, the regular television shows. Because you could easily have it be like, oh, he faces Darby Allen, but if he beats him, he gets a number one contender shot for it. Yeah. To be defended on TNT. Right. You know, you can that's still have the match. You can still have the match, but have have a different stake on the line for it. Unless but... is Full Gear gonna be on the paper like a pay per view this year? Yeah, uh, well, they, be, they uh, have they have four every year. So I yeah, this is gonna. Be, it says pay per view. I know that some of the bigger shows that they held last year they ended up breaking up and having like two nights uh, on TV instead. I forgot what that one was called. Um, oh God! But yeah, I don't remember. Uh, it was over the summer sometime, but they ended up doing that instead because uh, the pandemic. You know what I mean? So I, you know, I thought maybe if that that would make more sense. For him to be defending the TNT title on um, there. What are your What are your thoughts on NXT doing all of these WWF and WCW pay per views? Because we just had in your house, we have Halloween Havoc coming up, where I think they're bringing back the wheel, aren't they? I believe so. Like it's becoming a little too gimmicky. Spin the wheel. NXT should be its own thing. So why the hell are we bringing all these pay-per-views back? Because we had war games. We had war games as well. Right. It, it seems that they are going into bringing um, older WCW type pay-per-views. I mean, with the exception of them having um, uh, the one you just mentioned um, in your house. But they they had war games, and now they're having Halloween Havoc, and Great American Bash. You know. Oh, that one too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had the WWF use that after, you know, uh, during the earlier 2000s. I mean, I think it's, for the old school wrestling fans, it's kind of a nostalgic thing. You know what I mean? I don't, 
you know, but I, I don't know. Uh, are they going to ruin the legacy of those pay-per-views? Probably not, because oh. who, who who that watches NXT today were around then, you know what I mean, to remember WCW Halloween Havoc 92 or anything like that. But you know? my, my problem with it is NXT is an analogy for next generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It should be building its own brand, not playing off nostalgia. Yeah. So I, I just think it, it it's just it kind of defeats the purpose of NXT in the first place. If we're just doing saying. all these nostalgic names and brands and just taglines, it's just be you know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but you know, at, at the same time, I'm not totally against it. It's just I'm not. Uh, jumping on board to say you know uh they did a starcade every year too in what november right it's like a, a house yeah a, a house show yeah, a fucking they, house show yeah but then i think last year they aired uh four right if i remember correctly on the network but or two and then there was like one performance by elias which i mean oh my god he's so talented yeah so I, I i didn't watch any of their starcade shows yeah so I no don't know. i don't think I think they've only done two, if I remember correctly. Last year was the only one that made it to the network for an hour, and then the one prior to that, you know, I've seen clips of uh, that was uploaded online. Dan, what's your opinion? Um, I mean, the way I see it, it's kind of just a lackluster of creativity. Um, yeah. You know, kind of just bringing up all these WCW pay-per-views. I mean, it's a good revival. I mean, obviously, some of these pay-per-views we haven't seen in over 20 years. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, it's under a new banner. I mean, it's not original. But, um, I mean, at least if you're going to do something like that, at least bring, you know, some type of, like, probably, like, guest host or something like that. Like, somebody who was actually a part of this, you know, original, you know, series of events um that was going on back in these days so well, the announcers that they have uh that were on a lot of those are over in aew jim ross and tony shirani i mean unless they got somebody like mike Tanay in the later period <laughs> or somebody like that you know uh i can't think of anybody that was or i think tony and jim ross covered a good portion of them over the years and who anybody else you think of outside of like mike Tanay, like bobby heenan's passed away so Unless they just brought back some random people, I guess. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I mean, I think it would be pretty cool if they had like some like some type of like special like backstage interviewer, like I don't know, like Magnum TA or somebody, or you know, someone of that magnitude. Right? Didn't didn't they bring back Todd Pettengill for the In Your House? Show? They did. Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was quite comical, and then there was a Doc Hendricks. Uh, what do you call it? like a cameo or Easter egg, whatever you want to call it. It was like, it was like a frame picture of him on the wall as Johnny Gargano was walking out of the house. So that was kind of cool. That's, I don't, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty comical in itself. Like I said, I guess I'm not totally against it, but it, you know, cause it brings back some of um, nostalgia for people of my age, but I guess like you said, just move it forward for then for the younger crowd. And, I, you know, talking about, like, nostalgia and everything, I know Raw, like, throughout the years, I've always done, like, these old-school type of Raws. I, I think it's definitely, um, I think Raw's wars definitely do for a, uh, a comeback for one night only. Yeah, 
bring back a you know i was surprised that some of the people they had like a lord alfred hayes impersonator doing the uh you know uh promotional consideration uh parts and they had guys uh sean mooney would make a comeback for the one one night you know which i always thought was cool he, he was a he was a cool announcer i thought uh you know i'm trying to think of who else has uh popped up on the old school Raws. you know just random people here and there yeah, I'm not the biggest Attitude Era person, so... Me neither. Uh, yeah. If I were to see a Rollins War, I'd just be like, oh, look, they're riding off their coattails again. <laughs> like... Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, so... All right, so basically, that... we got here that we wanted to discuss um i I wanted to bring up some topics um you know regarding uh the new uh season of uh dark side of the ring that now has been uh official as we're officially getting 14 episodes yeah so i mean you know when it comes to like some discussions that haven't been brought brought up yet i mean either some that either need to be you know retold from different points of view or just you know stories that we probably haven't heard of at all um right i mean one i would probably say right off the back is like brian pillman you know especially with his son being older now i mean the last time we really heard brian pillman jr talk about his dad was uh, like the Loose Cannon DVD that came out in 2006. But of course, there's like shoot interviews too with RF video. But, um, you know, just to get a deeper understanding of like what not, you know, what, uh, you know, like after Brian Pillman's death and basically what his wife was practically doing with all the money after that, you know, basically just, um, you know, just practically just using his son as just like, like oh you know let's you know do it for the kids you know especially when they were doing the brian pillman tribute shows mm-hmm. and uh obviously after that you know a lot of wrestlers started to realize like all right you know she's starting to become a shifty individual we're not gonna interact with her anymore we're not gonna get involved so you know they hear it from brian pillman's junior's own words nowadays you know like 20 years later now that he fully understands you know what truly happened after his father's demise um you know it'd be an interesting story you know especially what he has to say about um his mother i mean i'm sure he still loves his mother but obviously there's some good and bad terms that you know come with the territory right uh, I think that um, one of the topics that I, I brought up, I think that I'd like to see uh, like a Nettie Guerrero episode. I think that uh, we kind of we kind of already got that with the Benoit episode because it was it was two parts. It was I they actually went into Eddie in more detail than I thought they would. Right. So I feel like they were kind of killing two birds with one stone there. But you could easily do of uh an episode on b 
before that, like his the time he got fired from WWF, right? You know, the fir- the first time he like got let go. So there there's more material there for Eddie, or you could just right. do the whole Guerrero family if you want to. That's that's the other thought that I had, and like maybe the other, but like, do they have that much tragedy? Uh, the family, you know what I mean? Uh, just wasn't he- wasn't Hector too- kind of fucked at one point? Uh, I have no idea. It's before no. my time. What about uh, uh, what anybody other episodes? Uh, I think Dan, when I was talking to Dan earlier, he said the Dynamite Kid. I think that would be a good episode as well. Um, I would love. There's a few I'd love to see. The Ring Boy scandal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Well, um, you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> great times. Inter- yeah, yeah, great, great times for everyone. <laughs> It'd be an interesting episode, I should say. Yes. Yeah, crack a beer. Let's have some fun. But um, yeah. Um. I would love to see Rick Rude. I think that's my number one because uh, his final days were actually very dark and interesting. Um, a lot of people don't realize he was training for a, another run in WWF at the time. Like he was yep. seriously like dedicated to coming back and being a main event player again. And um, I don't know what are some other ones. I mean, fourteen episodes is a lot, so. Yeah, I wonder how many of those are going to be two-parters. That's the other thing. Uh, Another one that I brought up that I think really needs to be discussed would probably be to have have to be the incident between Lex Luger and Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. The steroid trial. Yeah. That'd be a good one. I think that'd be a good one. Yep. Um, You could could do one on Ultimate Warrior if you wanted to as well. Yeah, I think that's right too. I mean, uh, they pretty much covered the cra- that stuff in the two Ultimate Warrior DVDs uh, WWE produced between the uh, the one where they bashed them and then the other one, you know, well, the second one that they did. Well, they did. Th- they did three. Did speaking, they really? Speaking, speaking yeah. of Ultimate Warrior, I think another one who had a dark past was the guy who paid the uh, who trade the ripoff Ultimate Warrior, um, Renegade. The Renegade, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for that guy, honestly. Because I, I know after his run, he went into like a deep depression and basically um, committed suicide not long after that. Yeah. He had, he had been with them a lot longer than you'd expect, uh, you know, uh, for him to be there. You know, and he hung in there quite a long time. Right. A very... Uh, Go ahead. I, I think another one that probably should be brought up or at least re-advised, um, I'd probably have to say, like, Jake the Snake Robert, because, you know, I think he's been through a lot throughout the years, and obviously from when the documentary came out in 2005, obviously a lot more um, went on um, after that, but obviously he sobered up. Um, so I'd probably look at it as, like, tra- tragedy that turned into triumph in a way, because obviously Jake's doing good now. Um, especially now that he has a role in AEW as, you know, a manager who probably, you know, still cuts some of the best promos nowadays and have to roster. And, um, he's proves that he is very much, uh, needed, you know what I mean? In this industry with those freaking promos that he, uh, cuts, you know what I mean? These days, I have a very important player. Okay. Um, I think one you could do is. This is controversial because it's still going on, but the whole Saudi Arabia deal with WWE. Right. 
where they were uh, basically they were they were fucking held hostage at one point. Yes, yes, they were. I mean, they they deny they deny that, but you know what I mean. No, it's no like people that were released. I think the Good Brothers they were commenting on it and basically um, detailed the situation very well. So yeah, I mean, now I lost the other two. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Alcohol is kicking in. I can't think of uh, <laughs> much else that would, uh, you know, be um, that would make a, you know, and then, again, and then we'll do that. Other, I, I think other two episodes that come to mind, one would probably be China and yeah. uh, mm. uh, uh, another one that can probably be brought up because he's really not brought up nowadays um, is uh, Louis Spicoli. That'd be cool. I think I think that'd be a really cool one. Uh, Sherry Martell's death. Yes, that was her death was so overlooked because it was a week before Benoit. Yeah, right. Her death was actually pretty, um, pretty gray area. Like, uh, I think you could easily do an episode on her. I'm a huge yeah. Sherry Martell fan too. Me too. I, I think she was amazing. She was, uh, she. She had all the talent in the world. She's possibly she, one of the, the greatest uh, wrestling managers slash valets in ever existence. I was a Sherry Martell over Miss Elizabeth fan. So, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. She was hotter. Sorry. <laughs> okay. That. All right. That I won't agree on. But all right. Whatever. She had better outfits. <laughs> better, better outfits. Better makeup. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's because Macho Man wouldn't let her fucking dress in the outfits. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got uh, much else on the dark side of the ring. Uh, I think I had one more. Oh, you know what? You might as well, as <laughs> fucked up as this guy's life is already is, um, Marty Jannetty. Oh God, <laughs> he's writing his own episode as we speak. <laughs> I was gonna say it, it just keeps getting worse day by day, uh, and you know uh, I can't even say enough about that guy because how much of it is actually made up because of uh, the drug and alcohol abuse? You know what I mean? That's, okay, that's I have, just my personal opinion. I have my other ones. Okay. You could, I think you could do one on the Edge, Lita, and Matt Hardy love triangle. Okay. All right. I, I could see that happening. And then I could also see them doing one on Shawn Michaels and Sonny, the little affair they had. And then Chris, Can- you could even do one on Chris Candido's death. Yeah. His, yeah. his death wasn't really that controversial. I mean, he got sick after an operation, got staph infection that was overlooked, and. Yeah, but I, I'd love to see just a career re- retrospective for an episode. Yeah. You know? And it may not be dark, but it's still his. he still died very young, so I could see them considering that a dark side of the ring type of thing. He was very young. He. Oh, you know what? Right I think about it. What about uh, Yoko Zuna? You know, basically just talking yeah. about like, habits. You know, obviously yeah. the guy got to a max capacity where he couldn't really compete like he used to. So. I heard he couldn't compete at all. He couldn't even move. He was wearing sweatsuits or whatever that they, you know. Well, uh, between that, I mean, he was still practically, you know, obligated under contract until about like 97, 98 to his release. And then he was still doing uh, 
independent events after that. Um, I know the time of his death where he was, I think he was at like a hotel because he was actually booked for an indie event. So, yeah, he, um, I saw him on an indie show in 98, 99, something around there. And, uh, I think it was Danbury or somewhere in Connecticut. And I saw it was him, Jim Neidhart against Jake Roberts and, well, gosh, I can't even remember who the other opponent was, who, who Jake Roberts, and it was just he wasn't able to move barely, Yokozuna, you know? What about Nails? The, the yeah, I think Dan mentioned events. Yeah, Dan mentioned that one to me when we were talking about uh, potential episodes uh, earlier. Yeah. Um, where he just uh, choked Vince out because he, what did he ask for he, more money? And then he said he raped him. <laughs> right. Yeah. All that's right. Totally, so, that's totally what happened. This Saturday is uh, Bound for Glory by Impact Wrestling. And then, guess what? Impact Wrestling actually announced the full card as opposed as opposed, <laughs> as opposed to WWE's show the following day where they only announced four show matches. So, I think that pretty incredible. Which show out of the two, which do you guys think is going to be the better one? Shut up. It's going to be the Impact show. All right. Yeah, like, come on. I mean, I think that I honestly think, and I think I've discussed this with Dan. We've done some Impact reviews. That Impact has been killing it. They're just not getting enough attention because they're not on a television network that's available, readily available everywhere, like the USA Network or Fox, like WWE or even TNT. You know what I mean? It's uh, Access is not available on every cable uh, outlet. Um. Uh, Impact World Champ, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I could take a shit on the floor right now and stare at it for three and a half hours and still be more entertained than the Hell in a Cell video. <laughs> we don't know that yet. Uh, yeah, we, we know that. We know that. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to look at the bright side. Yeah. My first episode on here was Extreme Rules, all right? I had drank three shots of 100 proof whiskey. I thought I made a complete ass of myself and. Thought I died. Um, yeah, that was. <laughs> I I don't I I. What was the next one after that that you? Uh, was that really? What was the next one that you came on and reviewed? Uh, I think we did ECW, the ECW. Show okay, we, we did. did the ECW run. So we never covered another WWE pay per view after that. Other than maybe Summers or well, SummerSlam, the next one, and then we you decided weren't, we you were, weren't. Yeah, you weren't there for SummerSlam. We had Mark Boy on. As your oh, that's right, because I was... It was, uh, extreme it was my, Rules. It was Extreme Rules. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was my it was my anniversary, so I wasn't there for SummerSlam. Jesus Christ, we've been doing this a long time. All right. The Impact World title, Eric Young defending against Rich Swan. Come on, Impact Wrestling. Yeah. I don't think Rich Swan is at that level. No offense to Rich Swan. He's a competent competitor. I just don't think he's world title material. Eric Young, I think, is a phenomenal wrestler. But I just, I mean, and I'm not saying that Rich Swan isn't. It's just that he's, uh, I'd consider him more of like a cruiserweight style, you know, uh, or X division, if you will. Um, so, you know, I just, 
But I think that overall, I think this will end up being a pretty good match. And I think that Eric Young will walk away with the title. This might... I can't see Rich going anywhere with it. Not not yet. Probably not even at all. Yeah. They've been hinting at it for months, you know, really, uh, ever since his injury. They've been... You know, I just don't think it's going to happen. This will tell you how long it's been since I've watched TNA. I remember Super Eric, along with Curry Man and Shark Boy, when they had the superhero trio. And then Eric Young would get scared of his pyro every time it would go off, even though he knew it when it would fucking go off. So, yeah, that's uh, that should tell you how caught up I am with TNA. You need to get on the ball. I'm telling you that it's it's been really good as of late, and I think that 2021 is going to be a great year for them. And I think they need to get on the ball and get a better network, personally. What, are, get they that, even on? what, what are they on right now? Access TV. Like I said, not every cable, not even every cable network gets that. You know, that was the I channel. Did. That was the channel that you know aired uh, New Japan, Wow, and a shit ton of MMA and. It was like VH1 Classic for fucking shitty rock bands. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what um, I remember Access TV as. Dan Rather hosts a rock and roll show of some sort. Yeah. It's like, all right, the, the uh, Knockouts Championship, Deanna Perrazzo will take on Kylie Ray. Yeah. Um, uh, I think there's a pretty good chance Kylie Ray is going to walk away with the title. I think it's a pretty good chance. They're definitely pulling a Bailey trigger with her with the whole, okay, she's not going to be smiling anymore. She's going to be putting on her grumpy face like, ooh. But, no, the, the, the way I see it, I mean, I, I like the way they've been building Deanna lately. I wasn't expecting her to win the title as soon as she, like, walked through the locker room. Um, right, that's basically her first day. match or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I loved the build up that they had with Jordan Graves, where it was just like, okay, you got, you're you know you're building up these two competitors up for the main event of the pay per view. Don't have them face each other. Don't have them touch each other. Like, all right, not here, not now. Wait till the pay per view. We're doing this at my time. You know, right. I love that build up. That's like classic old school wrestling right there. But I think that Impact is pretty good at doing that classic old school build up. Honestly, I really think it is. They are really good at that. But the way I see it, I mean, with Kylie Ray, I mean, she's all there, but I don't think she's, you know, there of that caliber of holding the world title just yet. I mean, mm-hmm. then again, you know, Bound for Glory has been known for its surprises throughout the years. Uh, for yeah. example, like when uh, they did the whole Jeff Hardy 10-10-10 um, heel turn i mean i was kind of like oh like what the fuck i mean it was still bad but at the same time it was like you never really saw it coming aligning himself with bischoff and hogan and then just building this whole immortal stable and i think that's right. probably when i stopped watching impact after that but i um, stopped watching impact on 10 10 10 because they spent an entire fucking hour cutting a promo bischoff and uh uh the other guy you just mentioned, the immortal one, Hulk Hogan. Because remember, they built it up that it was going to be like a big reboot for Impact or TNA, whatever the fuck it was called. And they come out there, literally, it's like at the 55 minute mark, they're still standing in the ring, fucking cutting a promo. And I shut it off. I said, I can't do this. I never, I didn't turn back until 2018. Right. But I uh, went. <clears throat> I was going to say, I, I definitely love. Um, 
Deanna Perrazzo and uh, where she's been going. Um, I, I would have expected her to have like a more bigger role at NXT during that whole Robert Stone brand bullshit that's been going on with NXT and Chelsea Green. Obviously, that's not really going anywhere at the moment. Right. But uh, I mean, I like the way she's you know developed herself. Obviously, she went through that whole phase in the promo where. Um, you know, everybody thought she wasn't ready yet, and obviously she's lived up to it. And, uh, you know, she's been an adversary, like a pretty good adversary when it comes to, you know, not only holding the world title, but putting on some good competitive matches against, you know, built-up rivalries. So, All right. Freak, did you have something to say? Yeah, I was going to say um, I stopped watching after Mick Foley showed up. Um. I think Lockdown 2009 was the last pay-per-view I actually watched live. And I went to a TNA show in 2015, and it was a good show. It really was. That was when EC3 was champion. Like I said, he did a signing where I work, and I bugged him for three hours. And then (laughs) his manager... Where was this? Where did you work at the time? uh, It's where I still work, so I won't say. Oh, okay. All right. Um, we want all the listeners to come and harass you. So. Yeah, I've already had enough of that. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I harassed him for three hours. He was still he was in heel mode, and, and that was kind of cool. EC3 was really cool, and then his manager got me backstage at the house show. I got to meet him. Oh, nice. So yeah, uh, Ken Anderson, which I'm a humongous fan of. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, Jeff Hardy, you know, so the, yeah. that TNA house show was actually really cool. Like, um, cause I've been to a lot of WWE house shows and yep. you can tell it's just choreographed to hell. They do the same thing every night. Whereas the TNA house show, like you could tell they were trying to do something different and really put on a show for the, right. t- for the 70 people that were there. So <laughs> yeah, TNA man, like, I don't know. I just. Ever since Bischoff and Hogan got involved, I just tune it out as much as I can. Right. I think what turned me back on was in 2018. Uh, somebody had kept saying it was really good again. It's really good again. And I'm like, yeah, I don't believe you. I don't know if it was 2018. Maybe it's 2017. But I remember turning it on and Bruce Pritchard's fat face was on there. So I said, oh, <laughs> I don't want to see this. So I, so I shut it off. But then it was like my buddy kept bugging me. He's like, oh, no, it's really good. It's really good. So then I guess I turned into, I remember seeing Dutch Mantel was cutting a promo. I'm like, well, who's fucking running this show? Is it Bruce Pitchard or uh, the other guy I just mentioned? Uh, Dutch Mantel? No, Bruce Pritchard or Dutch Mantel, yeah. And then I was yeah. just like, every time I turned it on, you know, Cody was on once, Alberto De Patron. Oh, uh, or El Patron, whatever the fuck they call him. The we should talk about. Um, we should talk. We should talk there's about. There's a Alberto. fucking episode. There's a fucking episode for <laughs> of Dark Side of the Ring right there. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I, I just wasn't convinced entirely. You know what I mean? But then I ended up uh, ordering the um, Slammiversary pay per view in 2018. I was like, holy shit, this is, it was such a fucking good show. So I started watching it, I don't know, it was on every Thursday night or whatever, on Pop. 
It was like a yeah. fucking, it was formerly the Weather Channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching, I was like, this is a pretty good show. So I made it a point to be sitting there watching it every Thursday night at 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. <laughs> and then uh, Bound for Glory was coming to Queens. Me and my buddy got tickets. I honestly, to this day, think this one, that was one of the best shows I've been to ever. Like, it was oh, just exciting cool. b- excitement from beginning to end. And I got to see James Ellsworth get the shit kicked out of him and put through a table. Can't get any more wrong with that. Uh, better than that. I'm trying to think who else was on there that uh, on that evening. I didn't yeah, know no, you were. Actually, I didn't know you actually went to a Bound for Glory. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. It was. That was. Um. To this day, I still think that's like out of the, all the shows I've been to since I was a little kid. That show sticks out. It's like one of the best. Wasn't that the same show that Austin Aries didn't sell to uh, John Morrison? Yeah, and then he walked out and flipped yeah. off Ed, 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 Ed Norm Hol- Nordholm or whatever, and it was just like, uh, me and my friend were like, was that legit? Was that like a shoot, or was that like, you know, part of the show? And I was come to find out the shit was real. Like, it just, it was total shoot that he was pissed off because he did not want to lay down and uh, lose a title. Saying Austin Aries disappeared forever from Impact Wrestling. So where is where is Austin Aries? Um, right now? I saw I saw him show up in Ring Warriors. Which, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> I will explain it. I will explain it to you. Ring Warriors was a promotion. Uh, <laughs> was, Ring Warriors. That's the worst was, name I've ever heard. It was started by Howard Brody, former president of the uh, National Wrestling Alliance. Or promoter for the National Wrestling Alliance. I'm not sure if he was actually a president, but he, uh, you know, he was involved in the NWA and, uh, if I remember correctly, ECW at one point uh, in the '90s. <clears throat> um, uh, you can. Do you have Amazon Prime? I know you don't. No, stream I, I'm, I'm, highly be, against, uh, I'm highly against Amazon. Um, anyways, if you go to Amazon Prime, you can actually stream the entire season. Uh, they were on that channel, was that UGN or WGN or some GN? Uh, I don't know. But either way, uh, the final episode of the first season never aired, but you can watch the whole season and that episode that didn't air on, uh, Amazon Prime. But, uh, it was actually way more enjoyable than I thought that it was going to be, because just that name ring warriors uh, just sounded like shit other than that <laughs> i know aries popped up somewhere uh wasn't that mlw it's possible i think you're right i actually like austin aries as a worker i, I just don't like i, I don't like him as a, he's not a good person but i he's don't like him as a person. worker i've yeah. seen him live a few times and he's, he's great he's a phenomenal worker he's just an yeah. asshole in real life He's, you know, he's just a real jerk from what I've, well, you know, it's not like I've ever met him. I've just heard from, from people and fellow fans, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, JJ had a good experience with him at an indie show. He obviously he sat and sat and took a picture with him. So. Oh, there you go.
with the Impact. It's a four-way tag team title match uh, for the Impact World Tag Team Champions. Champions, the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, that's Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, Sabin defending against the Good Brothers, the North, and Ace to Austin and Madman Fulton. I'm predicting the uh, Good Brothers take the titles here. I was surprised when, because my friend had texted me, because she knows I'm a huge old school TNA fan. Yeah. That the Motor City, the Motor City Machine Guns came back. I was like, holy yeah. shit! Like, so I watched their return and everything, and it sucks that they couldn't return in front of the crowd because they would have got yes. such a pop, such a good I reaction. I think I think that it would have been an insane reaction. It's just you know, and yeah, it wasn't Alex Shelley. Favorite. Alex Shelley was in like a fucking NXT show prior to that, like a few months earlier than that. He showed up like as a one-off as in a the tag yeah. team class, the tag team classic, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're my all-time favorite TNA team. I just, I, I love them. So that yeah. was really cool to see them reunite and come yeah. back together. It's really cool to see them every week. Uh, the North is a great tag team. I love Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. I think they're great uh, tag team. They are the previous champions. They lost to uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually won the titles back, but my prediction is going to go with the Good Brothers. Uh, I'm going to have to go and steer to a completely different direction as I think Austin and uh, Madman are going to win the titles only because yeah. of the chemistry that's been building up between them these past couple of months. Yeah. Um, I think sooner or later, I think it's going to be like one of those situations where one of them's going to win the world title and the other one's just going to have like this form of jealousy and say like, Hey, you know, where's my chance? I got you here to where you need to be. So give me my opportunity. Kind of like Shawn Michaels and diesel back in the early nineties. My guess is that they're going to, they're going to polish Ace Austin up and for a world title run. I've been pretty, I've been sticking with that for a few months now that, that he's going to, they're going to really push him up for that. Gentlemen. All right, so other than that, uh, the six-person intergender scramble oh. for, the, for the X Division. Champion, Rahit Raju, Chris Bay, okay, yeah. TJ Perkins, Trey Miguel, Willie Mack, and former Knockouts champion, Jordan Grace. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. TJ yes. Perkins is with TNA? Yeah. Oh God. Yes. Yes. I actually I was a huge fan of him. Okay. Yeah. You need to start watching. You could stream is it, it. Uh you know who I miss? ODB. Is she still with the company? Uh she was and then she showed up in NWA for quite some time for quite a okay. few uh yeah. I thought she How did about, some really uh, good work for the NWA. She was doing she was bouncing back and forth for a little bit between all the uh with the NWA and impact. But uh this one See the Rohit Raju continuing with the title. I don't think they're going to put the title on a woman. They made the mis- made the mistake of putting the a men's title on Tessa Blanchard, the main the main title. I just don't think they're going to do that again uh, with the X division. I think that it's Rohit Raju is probably going to retain the title. If not, then Chris Bay walks out with the belt again. Prediction: I'm a huge Chris Bay fan. I think he's phenomenal. I like Chris Bay. Um, yeah. 
as I've noted, I've actually tweeted him on this. Um, I've actually been following him since his YouTube days, uh, since he was actually doing wrestling content himself, uh, doing like wrestling DVD unboxings, uh, collections. And then, um, you know, further down the line, I seen that he was getting trained, you know, doing training, getting ripped because he had actually talked about in one of his videos, like, hey, he wants to train for a professional wrestler. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, fast forward, um, I want to say it was sometime late last year. Um, he showed up in 205 Live, and I was like, that can't be who I think it is. So mm-hmm. I looked him up and everything, and I'm like, holy shit. You know, it's the guy from YouTube. All right. Like, this is where you've been. Now, you know, wow. And then, uh, you know, finding out that he signed a contract for Impact and, um, yeah, you know, finally getting that opportunity on such a low I can't say low budget, but just like a company that's slowly, you know, reviving itself from its own grave right. that it's made. Um, and then, you know, obviously winning the X Division world title from Willie Mack at Slammiversary. I was just like, well, all right. You know, it's a good start. Obviously, it is. The rain yeah. didn't last long. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of good to see somebody who... You kind of grew up watching from on a different platform onto a bigger stage. So right. that kind of just made me happy, you know, seeing him um, right now on Impact. My experience with him, um, I was familiar with him on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. And then one day I saw him on 205 Live. I was like, huh. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then the following Friday, he shows up at an indie show in Connecticut. He showed up at a Paradise Alley show. And I was like, what the fuck? I said, this is crazy. I was like, last week he was on WWE TV. Here he is sitting in front of me in front of 50 people. He's standing behind me. I was like, hey, man, I saw you on TV last week. On And then he goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to be on TV on Impact tonight. Apparently his tryout match was a fo- for Impact was the following week. And I took a bunch of photos and actually posted them not so long ago. And he thought it was very cool that I actually had a bunch of show pictures of him on some random indie show. And so that was kind of cool. He was a very cool person to uh, meet and, you know, nice dude. And I just think he's going to walk away with the uh, X Division title if Rahit Raju doesn't. Do they still do the uh, Ultimate X matches? Not that I've seen uh, since I started watching Impact on a regular basis. Um, Damn. I love those they matches. Should. They should. I thought you weren't necessarily a real gimmick guy when it came to matches. Yeah, but that was um, that was more athletic. Like, AJ Styles really knew how to do uh, an Ultimate X match. Yeah. I mean, and he, it was, he's, it's, he's, but he's AJ Styles. Yeah, I think it's better than a ladder match less gimmicky than a ladder match to me at least and i always like the aesthetic of it yeah um i'm sure at some point they're going to come back with something like that you know yeah i I mean it wasn't too gimmicky for me but yeah it was they always knew how to make it work um the next match is ec3 challenging moose uh ec3 stole the tna title from moose Threw it in a river, but then showed up uh, the following week with the title. So, uh, I don't know, really. It doesn't say that it's for the TNA title. I'm not sure if you're, uh, Mr. Matthew Tremble is aware. Moose, they did a whole TNA reunion for a couple weeks on uh, Impact TV. 
and they did a special and Moose uh stole the TNA title and claimed himself as champion. <laughs> so, um and then EC3 came in and basically you know uh Basically, he's claiming that he's uh, the champion. He's taking that title. So he literally just took it and claimed the title. Yes. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 Vince Russo booking right there. Uh, well, if you, I mean, if I mean, I'll tell you, eh, it makes you hate the guy. So if that's the point, then you succeeded. Yeah. Um. I feel bad for Moose because I don't think he's really that bad of uh, a wrestler. He's just kind of annoying at times. I know he's Dan's favorite wrestler. Yeah, Dan over there, you're really selling this one. You're a fan, aren't you? Oh, I don't know if Dan yeah. knows what's even going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're good, Dan. Yes, sir, I'm good. Raider uh, R, the Raider R superstar. I don't know. Uh, Moose is basically... Everybody's been putting Moose over when they come in. Uh, so I think they're really trying to build Moose as a star. I don't know if this is necessarily going to go the same way for this, but I can go with EC3, most likely. And then there's going to be a singles match. Uh, Eddie Edwards is going to be taking on Ken Shamrock. And Sammy, Cal- Sammy Callahan is in Shamrock's corner. Uh, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Ken Shamrock? What, what the hell is this? 1999? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Hold yes, on. the Ken Shamrock, yes. What? Is, uh, the uh, world's most dangerous man is... Uh, or like Ted Bundy on steroids. That would be Al Bundy. Ted Bundy is a fucking serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> but, wait, are you, are you actually saying... Oh my god, Ken Shamrock's actually wrestling? Yeah, he's come back and. Uh, oh, how um, old is he now? Like, he's like what, fifty something? I remember in two thousand five when he came back to MMA, it was embarrassing. I don't want to comment on any of that stuff. I was when I saw him get annihilated by Tito Ortiz, I damn near cried. Like, didn't uh, didn't uh, Franklin beat him as well? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, I forget. I don't watch a lot, I don't watch a lot of MMA and that's around the time period that I stopped watching MMA. So okay, I still uh, I like I like MMA a lot. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I I was a huge fan, especially in its uh, golden days. But you know, yeah, it's uh, it's over the years. The rules have changed over the years. It's now about presentation and show, kind of like WWE, as opposed to like watching I, something I, with heart. You know. I stopped watching MMA when Rousey showed up. Yeah, I was not a fan of hers either. So. Oh my god, fuck her. I would read about her. I mean, I, every now and again. I, and when I was into MMA, I'd always seek out the other stuff. Like, I was not a huge... Uh, you know, it, UFC, the, back in the day when it was... Um, you know, when it was not so glorified and not so... Uh, you know, made for TV, I guess. Produced. Produced. Yes, exactly. I'd go and I would, I would download shooto events from Japan or Brazil. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, legitimate uh, stuff like that. You know, I'd, I'd I'd get different events because that's like a shooto had been a company that had been around since the eighties. You know, doing like that stuff. So, did you ever uh, watch Pride? Of course, of course. Yeah. I actually had a great conversation about that the other day with my friend Robert. He. Uh, 
I don't remember. Remember uh, how we got on the topic? But you remember when UFC bought Pride? It's like they tried bringing all the guys over and because there was different rule set. Everybody that came over from Pride from Pride got the shit kicked out of them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. It's, yeah. Because they, they had I, to I, adhere to a different rules. So. I remember I used to stay up, stay up and watch WEC a lot. That was on like every Friday night on like weird some weird cable channel. Yeah, but, I used to watch see, that all the time. I don't I know how watch... much of it was reruns, but you know. Yeah, dude, I used to love MMA, and now ever since Rousey showed up, I was just like, yeah, I'm kind of out of it. I'm starting to get yeah. back into it a little bit though. Uh, you know, every now and again I'll watch something. First off, I don't like the cage. I like an octagon. Um, yeah. I do. I do like Bellator. I like it how it's like kind of like a circular cage. But I was always. I liked Pride. I liked, um, when I was younger, I'd watched Rings or Deep, stuff like that. All the stuff from Japan before MMA actually came over to the United States. It's like a major sport. Yeah. I always get, I would always get them with tape trading because wrestling fans, you know, would also get their hands on that stuff. So, yeah. So I'd always, uh, I always liked that kind of stuff. It was always more enjoyable. It was more serious. It was, uh, always seemed more deadly less rules <laughs> so you know some crazy japanese guy tearing somebody's head off with a fucking with 2000 knee strikes you know yeah you just have leota machida going in there and just fucking murdering people yeah right right but i don't really uh yeah i don't pay attention to the sport much these days yeah i do from time to time yeah. i don't like mcgregor either so no like i said they all got the um big uh which I'm gonna call it, the big stars, the big talkers, you know, guys like that. Yeah, yeah. The clubber langs of MMA. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, there's one more match uh, for the Impact Show. Is a call your shot gauntlet where the winner could choose any championship match of their choice. Jesus Christ. Cool. If, if Heath wins or Rhino wins, then Heath and Rhino. Also wins a full-time contract with Impact Wrestling. If neither wins, then Rhino is fired. Hernandez will enter last while Rhino will enter first. Jesus age Christ. There's a lot of fucking rules to this shit. Well, it's AC Romero, Alicia Edwards, Cody Diener, Brian Myers, Jessica Havoc, Heath, Hernandez, Larry D, Rhino, Ty of Valkyrie, Neil Dashwood, Tommy Dreamer, and one to be announced. Um, that's a lot of intergender shit. Well, I'll tell you like, what, Neil Dashwood, holy shit! But anyway, um, that's why is he? Why is he? Why is Heath Slater not have a contract? Well, it's a storyline. Yeah, but like, what's the storyline yeah, reason? Because didn't he show up like months ago? Like, what's the reason? He yeah. just jumped the rail. He just jumped the rail and said he. They're basically he doing the same storyline. They're basically doing the same storyline like they did in 2016, where he's basically just like a, a free yeah. agent. Yeah. Oh god. He's got kids. He's a free agent. You know. I and love that. And they're showing <laughs> that he's he's got too much. Um, he wants too. He wants too much. Uh, too many demands. You know what I mean? He brought in this whole. Okay contract and scott Demore threw it across the room saying that fuck it basically okay uh, it's right. quite, that a, makes sense. quite a funny okay. quite a funny segment i think uh heath is a great great talent you know um 
I feel bad for him that he got let go from the E. Um, and I'm hoping that he can really shine into in uh, impact. You know, him basically he jumped the rails and you know demanding a contract and saying he's pretty much here to invade. So I think it's going to be a good. Uh, this might be a good match, but I'm just not into intergender stuff, like guys hitting girls and stuff like that. It just it really no. irks me. It really irks me. I don't believe in it. So. Yeah, I agree. I I was never into that at all. But um, I didn't know Rhino showed up in TNA. I mean, well, I mean, he made a career there in the mid-2000s. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Good for him. I always liked Rhino. He showed up pretty much in a mask like the day after he got released from WWE or his contract really? expired. Yeah. Showed up in a mask. Cause that's I think, ballsy. Yeah. And he came out in a mask, speared uh, Dan. Do you remember? Because I think we both did a review on that show or. Uh, it could have been probably it's not Callahan a spirit. Or... It's not a spirit. It's a gore. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a gore. come on gore gore. Sorry, I had to cheer it. Um, was it Rob Van Dam? Was that who it either was? Van, either Van Dam or Callahan. One of those two. One of those two. Yeah, I I don't remember exactly, but I remember he just showed up. Uh, and I was like, that's got to be fucking Rhino. I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious. You know what I mean? But. He was dressed in head to toe in black with a black hood on. So it was kind of baggy. So you couldn't really tell his body style, you know, as to what it was. I actually, I actually heard recently that RVD, he's going to be doing stuff with WWE again. Yeah. His contract with the uh, impact had expired. He's going to be doing some work with WWE. Um, My guess is that they're going to use him for filming purposes. Yeah. Um, you know, he'll do some sort of Rob Van Dam project, you know, documentary or whatever. Um, my guess is that he'll come back in a mat for a match or two to help promote those things. You know what I mean? Um that'll be that'll be about it. I don't think well, he's gonna have a full time job there. Uh, well, I think they'll throw him in the Hall of Fame too. Well, they didn't even host this year's Hall of Fame, did they? You still? I don't think they. No, they did. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that, but. Yeah. So what's that next year? They're just going to do a double Hall of Fame, or like what's going on? Oh God, I hope not. The Hall of Fame's already a piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As much as you might say, as much as you might say that, I think that it's still one of the shows I look forward to for nostalgic purposes every year. Uh, Yeah. You know. Well, it's uh, a run. Until basically, until basically Hillbilly Jim fucking went on and, and, and ranted for an hour and a half. Then I kind of lost my interest. But, you know. But, well, um, the uh, a running joke of mine is uh, I went to WrestleMania 34, and of course my headliner was fucking Goldberg, who's my least favorite wrestler of all time. So. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Uh... And then uh, I did get Hillbilly Jim as well. He was going down there. Fucking oh, you had to see that. Yeah, whatever. Oh, I got I got to see that live. I, I did meet him before, uh, back in like 1995 or so, and he was quite the entertaining and quite a nice guy. He really was. <laughs> yeah. It's just that, 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 that thing is just goddamn. Um, <laughs> that speech went on for a year, literally. I, I didn't see it. Well, yeah. Luck, good for you. Yeah. I sat there and watched it on TV. I probably got up to take a shit three times and, you know, <laughs> make a steak and he was still on there.